0: industry insider is only available at promo corner the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry each monday they discuss dissect and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective now It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. And we're live. Welcome back for another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can go to get all the nerdy news you need to know about. I am Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I am just one of your hosts. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but before we talk about them, we're going to talk about our sponsor. Yep, you got it. Next Level Apparel this week, boys and girls. Uh, Next Level Apparel uh, wasn't about reinventing the wheel, okay? It's all about revolutionizing it. So in 2020, Next Level Apparel transformed the industry's tubular tee by combining art and science to create the 1800 unisex ideal heavyweight tee. The vision was to create a tubular tee that offered an elevated fit made of soft fabric and everyday function inspired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, and workwear. Every cut, every thread, and every person Uh, has come together to make this durable, heavyweight cotton tee the new benchmark in streetwear fit and workwear function. You don't want to miss out on this tee, all right? Go to visit nextlevelapparel.com for more information on that, all right? So like I said, I'm joined by three other folks today. First, we're going to say hello to Stephen McFadden with Perfect Promotions and More. Stephen, how how the hell are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful out. It's just been super hot, though, but... It's been it's been great. It's been a good it week. It has been hot, as yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you can you can imagine. Fill in the blank, Meg Erber, SNS Activewear. How are you, buddy? Our favorite Meg Erber.
2: Hey guys, good to have you back I, this week. Thank you. Yeah. I missed you guys last week, but I was I needed some R and R and the family out and had, had a nice vacation.
0: You, you did. You didn't miss us. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> did you even Did you even watch the podcast? It was I pretty actually gnarly. did. And I thought great. Really it did a great job. <laughs> yeah, he did do a great job. And we're also joined by Tim Walls. Tim Walls is an end user in our industry, folks. I don't know if we're the first ones to do this, but if we're if we are, like somebody else needs to also jump on the bandwagon because this is going to be a hell of a podcast. Tim Walls <laughs> with Insomnia Cookies. He's also familiar with our industry though, because he comes from our industry. So Tim, why don't you say hi to the folks? Give us a three to four minute background on yourself. Your, uh, your history of our industry, and then how you got with Insomnia, and sort of
3: just take us through your journey for a couple minutes, if you don't mind. You go over sure.
1: four minutes, we take your cookies.
3: Yeah. That's all right. Cook- <laughs> cookies are available for everyone, right? Um, so Tim Wall's is a director of sales at Insomnia Cookies. Um, we are a warm cookie delivery company, right? So as perfect as it sounds, um, the Insomnia name speaks for it all. We are open and deliver until 3 a.m., Um, We have been open during all of this, so everything that's been going on, we've been an essential business um, because we deliver warm, delicious cookies all the time. We're bringing that comfort to home everywhere. Um, And so I came from this, Jeff, as Jeff said, I came from this industry. I spent 14 years as a distributor. Uh, I worked with Meg a lot for those 14 years, and that's kind of how we came together. Um, January of 19, I decided to make the move, sadly, out of the industry. I love the industry so much shows in Vegas, AC, hanging out with other suppliers and distributors uh, made the move to a you know a, an awesome brand that's in the Philadelphia area, uh, insomnia Cookie. So we started uh, back in 2003 out of the University of Pennsylvania um, and have been growing uh, exponentially ever since. and we actually opened our 176th store yesterday in Grand Congrats. Rapids Michigan. So uh, big things happening and it's a great company to work for. Um, been a lot of fun in the last 18 months that I've been here and hope going on longer.
0: So listen, I've got a question for you, okay? And feel free not to answer this.
3: <laughs> but, I know
0: where this is going. But uh. listen, you're one of the very few people that have ever escaped our industry. How the
3: hell did you do it? <laughs> and why? Tell us the story. <laughs> so I wanted to go, if I was going to leave what I considered a fun industry, right? I loved the idea of like my job was to get people to give away fun things, right? How awesome is that, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to a ball game or a, an event, everybody wants to get the swag. Even if it's a t-shirt that doesn't fit you, they want it, right? People fight over these things. They do. And so I left something that I truly loved. I did it for 14 years. I, have, I still have a garage full of promos and samples that I took with me. Um, and I still get some <laughs> random stuff, mega me stuff. These are, these are S&S sweatshirts. Um, Are they so, the Russell? What,
2: which which brand is that? I forget. A, who you
3: uh, did. Russell?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. but I wanted to do something that was similar right i didn't want to go and then all of a sudden go no for no better purposes sell insurance or or something that was a complete opposite spectrum of that so when this opportunity came along and the company itself you know the corporate environment is great it's a family you know type of company even though we're national now i mean i think we're in 40 41 states um and 176 stores but our corporate office is no bigger than what my office was at the last place so You know, I got to keep that same, you know, family feel, um, but work. And I wanted to go to like, you know, a company with a brand, right? And that's a real big, it was a real big thing for me. Insomnia is great. We have such an awesome cult following. Um, You know, people love our cookies. They love our stores. They love our experience. So that was really what I was looking for when I escaped was I now still get to sell people things that they love. That's awesome.
2: Cookies are always amazing. You sent me so many, and I attribute those to the the quarantine 15. So thanks. The the
0: (laughs) COVID 19.
2: There you go. The COVID 19. That's even better. (laughs) That was good. That was
0: really good. That was a great dad joke. <laughs> Very good. So, Meg, thank you so much for inviting Tim into the podcast this week. I think this is going to be a really awesome, uh, really awesome week to give people some really good perspective. So, um, do, I'll open it up to, to Meg and Stephen, first of all. I mean, do either of you have any questions uh, specifically for Tim?
2: Well, I think it was really good since we've been doing over the last couple of months, everything related to COVID. And I mean, it's all anyone ever talks about, you know, it was PPE and then, you know, the mailings and the Canadian perspective. And I thought, you know what, it's time we get the uh, the end user perspective. And, and I, I couldn't think of anyone better than, than Tim, since he's been on all sides of this, well, not all sides, but been on this industry, has that experience. And now he's basically doing what he loves still. And And making other people happy with hugging their tummies
3: (laughs) with delicious cookies. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So, how did insomnia cookies come to be, actually? And like, how do you fit into that sales? You know, their 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 future marketing. Like, what? How do you fit into that?
3: Yeah. Yes. That's great. So. Started back in 2003. Our, uh, our founder, Seth Berkowitz, was, a, I think, a junior at University of Penn uh, right here in Philly, and he was looking for an alternative to the other late night stuff, right? Your pizzas, your cheesesteaks, your french fries, yeah. something sweet um you know he told the story actually last week we had our national summit last week and it was virtual so uh we had an exec team that put on a great virtual summit which is something that's hard to think about right now Mm -hmm. and part of that came with kind of the history of right so i love hearing it i've heard it a couple times but i hear kind of different pieces every now and again and one of the things he mentioned this time which was hilarious was he said that kind of the night that this kind of started was they had ordered papa john's three times in one night right so you know they ordered it at like seven o'clock for dinner you know, whatever, 1030 for late night dinner, and then 1am for super late night party dinner, whatever, right? So they're, they're playing games, they're playing Halo, and that they, you know, they keep ordering the same thing over and over and over again. So he literally started this out of his college house, he always has a picture of his college house, where he stands in front of and kind of shows the whole thing. And the name came actually from his wife, his girlfriend at the time, but his wife now, um, who said, Hey, you know, they, originally, it was, I think it was like, you know, open 10 to two or, you know, eight to midnight or something like that. Um, And so it started as a late night thing. It wasn't necessarily a daytime thing at that point. And, you know, the thought was that it's open late and we're here when people want something other than, you know, that greasy fast food. Um, And so it all started from there like i said started out of his house he was taking you know the history is he's taking calls from his cell phone while driving to deliver other people's cookies you know his first night he got three or four orders and he put signs up on telephone poles like it was literally that like i'm gonna start this and it's gonna it's gonna happen and this is how that's um, awesome that's you a know cool story. And, then, and then the store started and food trucks and and like i said now we're at 176 stores so
2: that's awesome. That's, that's a really great background. Like all that, you know, elbow grease you got to put into getting the company yep. off the ground. And then yep. now it's some big conglomerate almost. Like, right. That's really awesome. That's yeah. And, really
3: you awesome. know, ebbs and flows through the way. Right. I mean, you know, we've probably gone through what? 2008 and now now of, of um, you know, hardships and, and those kind of things in the country. And, and we've still gotten through it. So.
0: Yeah, so I've got a question because obviously having some industry experience uh, for promo, you know that there's obviously some food and uh, different types of suppliers and vendors in our industry. Right. Uh, you ever think there's a future for insomnia to potentially? I mean, using your experience and being the director of
3: sales with them, like opening up an avenue to sell into our industry as well. I, I definitely think there is. Um, we've done we do we do it now, right? So I was brought on to really. Give kind of that business focus. Um, our team, our exec team, our marketing team, our ops team, they do a fantastic job of, you know, catering to that late night market, the retail market. Um, but we were kind of just not thinking about that daytime business. What can we do market? And we have two lines of business that really focus on that. We have our, you know, we have a catering line of business that comes out of the stores and you can order at any point. So 10 a.m. for a meeting, 2 p.m., happy hours, all that kind of stuff, big events. Um, you know, employee showcases, client meetings, all that stuff. But then we do what I sent to you guys, which was is our shipping program. So we ship cookies nationwide, right? And during this pandemic has been you know great for us because a lot of people have been displaced from where they're used to having this, right? If you were at, you know, let's say you're at um, you know a major university and all of a sudden you went home and you're now 150 miles from our closest bakery, but you used to order us once a week. What are you going to do, right? That's, that's something that is college, like when, when people think of insomnia, they think of their college experience, right? We yeah. become part of their college experience. And for seniors who got this place to end their college experience, they may never be near us again. Um, And then for, you know, other other classes or incoming freshmen like this is how you we want to be included as part of that college experience. So our shipping program is nationwide and we are going, you know, gangbusters on that right now, which is great. And that's kind of where I see, you know, the potential marriage into the promo space is, you know, we, we do things similar to some others in there already.
0: I'm really yeah, I, glad that you mentioned that because yeah, a, a yeah. full full disclosure, Tim did organize a very nice care package for uh, the three of us hosts of this fine, fine show. And uh, I am an insomnia cookie fan for life now. And uh, as is my wife and children. So we all thank you very much. Yeah, Steven is trying to, to hold up the box there, trying. but the uh, the virtual trying. background is messing with him a little bit. Just, <laughs> it's cookies. Just know yeah. it's cookies. So,
2: <laughs> I have to take it right upstairs and hide in my room. The kids literally like right? smell it. And they're like, we know that you have cookies.
0: <laughs> so with such a nice little care package like that, like, I think there's a huge potential, especially in, in today's, you know, world, uh, you know, with everybody being at home and people, you know, we, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago with dropship being a huge, uh, yep. a huge thing right now, uh, you know, since we're not doing a lot of the in-person events and things. So people are, are shipping stuff to, to folks' homes. And I think it's a great avenue for the, for the promo industry. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yep. Uh, Meg, you, had, you had something I, you were going to say?
2: Yeah, last thing real quick before Stephen, because Stephen looks like he's like, I have to say something. <laughs> so, last, Tim made it so easy for me last Christmas. Like every, every year we try to just give something to, you know, some of our customers. And I, I sent him a spreadsheet of just addresses and he took care of everything. It was, I mean, I'm probably signing him up for more than he wants, but like... <laughs> I'm sure yes, you're here to, first, do it, but... to
1: send all your orders for Insomnia <laughs> Cookies to Tim. <laughs> I made mean, it is
2: so easy. And like all of my customers were just so excited. They were like, we haven't, we've never, some of them were like, we've never heard of Insomnia Cookies. And now like, so it was a really good, it was, it was a good, like, yeah, collaboration. Yeah, And,
3: and I think you. a lot of that comes from my promo experience, yeah. knowing like it's got to be seamless or the, cu- if you put too much onus on the customer to do a lot, it becomes daunting for them. Right. So you just got to make it so you're the resource. Right. And Meg will tell you that. Right. I've come to her since then and been like, I need this, this and this. Go tell me what styles brands to pick from. Like, that's the same way. And she comes back within a day and says, here are the things that I would pick. And this was I think this ended up being one of them. Right. We went with this, um, you know, as one of her suggestions of something that, you know, that that fit like that. So um, I think that's what makes it easy is, you know, don't put that back on the client or the customer. Right. Make sure that you can handle all of it. Very good.
0: Stephen, it's your turn. Hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> All right, never mind. Meg, back to you. Yeah. So, so Tim, um, you know, as a distributor and, you know, you knowing, you know, having been a distributor and an end user, um, I wanted to kind of give you, a, uh, set you up here a little bit to help us help the distributorships and the suppliers of the industry. So. Um, as you know, and having been on both sides now, there's a lot of great suppliers. There's a lot of great distributors out there. And sometimes I do feel that there, there are some roadblocks to creativity along the way, uh, with distributors trying to work with certain end users, you know, and you guys have a great brand. Uh, it's, it's fun. You know, we talked about a little bit before it's, it's energetic. It's got a, a great following, a cult following. I don't know if your followers are called cook or what they're insomniacs. Yep. We are insomniacs. Okay. I love it. Um, but, uh, but you know, there's, there are sometimes uh, are these roadblocks where distributors have these great ideas and they're working with suppliers who have great ideas, but they just fall on, you know, deaf ears right. uh, at, at the end user level. Sp- speak to that a little bit, like give us, give, uh, give us the nod here a little bit and tell those uh, end users out there that maybe struggle with just letting go and, you know, being adaptable to creativity, you know, some of your insight on that. Love to hear it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination of things, right? Like depending on how big the client is and how big their marketing department is. And if they like, let's say they, ha- they, you know, and they have agencies working for them and all this stuff, like they're paying others to help kind of generate those ideas too. So when they get to those ideas, they're kind of set on, them, right. But yeah. we're actually in the process now of redoing our gear site. And coming out with a whole new line of products that we want to sell at the retail level, and it's been a combination for us, right? So we brainstormed. We have a you know a ten-person marketing team here with a creative director and agency, and we basically put together about fifteen to twenty products that we wanted to see. We threw it out to folks to kind of look at and say, give tell us what you think, you know, let us know pricing, all this stuff. And some people come back and say, hey, those look great we have some other ideas and it really becomes like, are you open to them and letting them be as creative and being a partner? Right. So for us, it becomes a partnership. And I think that's really where it comes to play. Is it, are you a vendor or are you a partner? And as a partner, you're going to, you're going to get on board and you're going to work together. Right. Because the more that you, your brand gets out there, the more that they sell or give away of their stuff, the more they're going to come back and get more from you. So, you know, if you're okay with just, the, uh, you know, the the same thing over and over again, a standard bag that you can get anywhere from anybody with a one color imprint, all this fun stuff. Like, yes, that will work and it it's great and it's useful. And I still use all my promo bags and everything from, from past life. But like, when we start to see what brands like ours are doing out there, you know, we, we we may not be the best piece of knowledge to know how to build that, right? We may need to go to someone that has, you know, a distributor or a supplier's end that's been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years um, that, that has the knowledge of what, what does well, what resonates, you know, what sells versus gets that wow factor, you know, and, and it just might not be something that we know how to produce. It's awesome, thank you.
1: That's great.
0: Fair enough. So what kind of what kind of things help you uh, decide what kind of distributor you use from the end user's perspective? Like h- how do you pick a distributor to work with? Because I'm sure, as a, as a bigger company that's grown to what you guys have, I'm sure your your door is getting knocked on.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean yeah I mean I, I so I'm sure the marketing team is getting solicited all the time for you know things like this. I know you know for us it's it's a couple things, right Obviously everyone's price sensitive, right So you're always watching price, especially if you're buying big and it's at hundred seventy six stores so you know trying to get stuff out there. Um, but it, 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 so cost is always a factor and that's going to be a number one factor for a lot of people, but it's also the creativity and the partnership. Like we talked about earlier with Steven's question. Like, you know, if they come and they say, Hey, that bag looks awful. we're going to print it anyway. Cause you said so. Uh, that's not probably going to be the right partner for us, right? We want them to say, critique us, tell us where we're wrong, where we're right. What can we do to change things? And then, you know, and then I think the third thing is responsiveness, right? If you know, we reach out on a Monday and it's the following Monday and we still haven't heard back. That's not, that's not a good thing, right? I'm not saying you have to respond in 15 minutes. I think Amazon has made a lifestyle where we all expect to have something we ordered yesterday, the day before. Um, But (laughs) I think at least, and we're all still all ultimately connected at all times, right? Meg went on vacation last week. She's still responding to emails, right? I go away, still respond to emails. So I think just the responsiveness, um, you know, helps with that too, because you feel like they're more, more so part of your team as opposed to just someone working for you.
0: Yeah.
2: And you did reach out and ask, Hey Meg, who do you recommend? You know, like. To take on this kind of account and, and him right. like a couple of suggestions and and that's and i think that's going to really you know that partnership is going to grow yeah. so it'll be awesome yeah
0: yeah distributors i hope you're listening because i think that's huge like the fact that he's he, as an as an end user he's telling you to give them feedback like don't just print uh, you know, the bag that you know is not going to look good. So if the supplier is telling you, you know, hey, this bag is not going to print. And suppliers, you got to listen too. Like if, if a bag is not going to print, you got to talk to your distributors and distributors. You got to then educate the end user because they might not know. And if you just print it and it's going to look like garbage, that's a black eye, you know, on on the end user and you as the distributor and the supplier. So uh, it's just, you you got to be able to confront your clients and have a conversation with them. Stop being order takers and and try to differentiate yourself a little bit.
3: Yeah. So we had it's an example of a, a yes. consultative oh, sale Then, yeah. you know, like, here, yeah, I'll take 500 of these and walk away. Yeah. Um, you know, and being, being from the distributor side and now coming here, it's something that it's, it's helpful to have that experience and know yeah. kind of how the process works too and what to expect. And and then, you know, know who kind of goes above that bar and who's below that bar.
0: Steven, you had an example yesterday you said?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we actually had a, a customer send us, Uh, what they wanted to put they were doing like ground graphics like you know some social distancing things for different locations and um you know it it looked okay but just looked a little off and so i was like "Hope, hope you don't mind we took some creative liberties here and kept your logo integrity but we changed a few things to make it stand out a little bit and they're like oh thanks Looks way better. Yeah, run with that. I mean, just you know, we could have just run it. I mean, we had the order, you know, but
2: that's building trust, like, you know. Yeah. Like you're you know, you we all like I know what's best for you, kind of. <laughs> no, not necessarily, but you know, when you talk with your vendors and your partners, like having that open conversation, like I know my products better than you might, Steve. No offense to you, but I it's what I, it's all I sell. You know what I mean? Where you're selling forty different brands. Right. So you might say, Hey, I want that cotton t-shirt. It's for this outdoor event. And I'd be like, all right, well, listen, let's talk. Cause I know this is your budget. Well, let me give you a couple of different examples. And that's what you're doing. To the end user, you know, you're, you want to be able to offer suggestions that based on what you know is best for them. So I think that's just having that openness and ha- being able to have that relationship. Um, and if you don't, then maybe you're not with the right distributor.
1: You have to be able to add value and yeah. just, you know, just turning orders over. Doesn't provide really any value that a website can't provide. You know, right. you got to have that that personal connection, that partnership. Um, yeah, that's
3: great. Yeah, and you want your items to have staying power, right? Like I, we don't want to give away or sell items that someone takes home and is like, "This is the most uncomfortable T-shirt I've ever worn." Right, and it ends and up in it's a either field. a rag or thrown yeah. in a drawer and never worn. 100%. I'd rather spend an extra dollar or two and get something that I'm going to wear once a week.
1: Yep, hundred percent. I have a, I have a, a, a case history concern. Um, so I was really passionate about Mountain Dew and
2: like, and so
1: I was like, you know, I'm going to go for a customer. I did that, not
2: know where this was going. Yeah.
1: It, like that. I, that I want to work with cause I love their brand and I love all this stuff. And so I ended up getting a project for Mountain Dew and I found myself drinking a ton of Mountain Dew during this whole experience. Wait,
2: I feel like I've heard this story. before. <laughs> I'm, just,
1: I'm just wondering, Tim, like if people like I'm super passionate about cookies, I would just be concerned. Like if I, if I work with you guys, like I would just have, be eating cookies and drinking all Mountain time. Dew all day. Yeah. Like, like, that's... Have, have, you,
0: have you gained not not the COVID-19? Okay, we're not talking about the COVID-19 or, or the or the quarantine 15, whatever you want to call it. Okay, how many how many pounds have you gained since you started
3: working at Insomnia cookies so the (laughs) the problem is i was already bigger to begin with right i was born bigger and so luckily i really haven't gained any weight i just have to now exercise more to be able to eat the cookies because we have a test kitchen here it's called our cookievation center and we they are testing the most amazing things ever all the time right so when our offices are fully open we're kind of modified right now obviously but when they are fully open the smell just you can smell it everywhere and they're trying all different things. And we're coming out with all new creations, like all the time. We just launched our monster witch this week, which is like uh, we'll a it. cookie a cookie <laughs> rolled into ice cream and then put between two more cookies. So it's a cookie witch with a little bit of extra, just in case you needed that third cookie. Now, uh, I'm, now I'm a little upset was, because was that, that wasn't in was, the sample box that you got. I
1: thought yeah. you were talking about like a Halloween inspired cookie. I was oh, thinking no. like a cookie witch. Oh, yeah.
2: Thinking. That <laughs> so, is the entire <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And one
0: cookie. In one cookie.
2: <laughs> In one cookie. Oh, yeah, so
0: man. you heard it first. You can eat all of the insomnia cookies that you want and not gain any weight. Correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Any, any of you guys have anything else to, to ask Tim?
2: Uh, Tim I'm just so glad that you agreed to be on like it's really awesome and I'm glad you didn't decide to be on last week because I was on vacation anyway so (laughs) it worked out out. (laughs) oh no just glad to have you on here I think it's really exciting to see you just growing in this new role and love that you're having fun with it. And I'm glad that you just took the time to like remember us little people with those delicious cookies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I love it. I appreciate being on. Like I said, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't see myself going to a role that wasn't still delivering some kind of fun product. And I like I said, I loved the industry. I still love the industry. I still, Meg and I still talk. I talk with, you know, we talked about, you know, before the show, a couple other people in the industry, I still talk to them. Um, I still try and stay connected. Um, because I know that it's going to parlay. And now I've, you know, I've been used as a resource internally as our marketing department's trying to launch this stuff because I have, and like I said, 14 years of that knowledge based on the distributors, working with suppliers, you know, who's good product quality, how to get samples in, like all that kind of stuff that goes along with being that distributor. And it, it's now helped me go, don't, let's not make fast decisions. Let's feel stuff. Let's, you know, yes, uh, let's touch go and the feel. right way. Yes. Right? Let's, let's do what the distributors have a job to do. Let's let them do their job a little bit.
2: Yep. Yeah, good for you. It's awesome. Yeah. I think if we
1: all took the same energy of trying to deliver a product that people will be excited as a cookie, uh, that would be that would be an awesome. Uh, and the
2: packaging <laughs> was amazing too. You have like the purple box and the tissue paper. It's all about presentation, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. it was very, yeah.
0: very, very nicely done. And again, my my wife and kids do say thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank
1: you.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Any
1: any any anything else, Stephen? All good. No, I super appreciate the insight, the you know the perspective, and um, you know it's a it's an awesome story and great brand. Very cool. Have you got anything else you want
2: to add? You got any plugs?
1: Yeah. Tim, any anything from Insomnia that we need to know about?
3: No, keep keep an eye out. Go to the website, check it out. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pike in terms of innovation and creativity on the cookie side. Um, we have some great deals running now. We're doing a 24-pack uh, for only $24 for Christmas in July. I think one of you guys had the, the Christmas oh. in July screen up earlier. So there you um, go. we have a big, a big, big, uh, it's normally a $50 price point. It's now 24 bucks for the next week or so. Um, so we're running some cool Christmas in July stuff. And then keep an eye out for the gear, right? It's coming soon. We're working on it right now behind the scenes. Um, we're excited. We're super excited about it. We never really put some, you know, some thought into it before. It was something that was just kind of there. And now we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring that cult following, you know, some really cool, uh, some gear that they're gonna love
0: awesome. That's awesome. Well, if you need some hats that aren't from SNS, I, I, I might be able to help you out <laughs> with some of that. You
3: <laughs> you might have some purple we're, de- we're definitely I looking too. at some custom custom headwear, so if you want to send some my way, let me know.
0: Sweet, we will do. Well, guys, again, just want to thank Next Level Apparel for being our sponsor today. Uh, listen, for them, it wasn't about reinventing the wheel. It was about revolutionizing it. So again, in 2020, Next Level Apparel transformed the industry's tubular tee by combining art and science to create the 1800 unisex ideal heavyweight tee. The vision was to create a tubular tea that offers an elevated fit, uh, made of soft fabric and everyday function inspired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, workwear, and every other wear out there. Uh, every cut, every thread, and every person has come together to make this durable heavyweight cotton tee the new benchmark in streetwear, fit, and workwear function. You don't want to miss out on the tee. Visit nextlevelapparel.com. Check that out. And check out Insomnia Cookies for the love of God. They're delicious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Tim, thanks again for being on the podcast And uh, I think that does it for us. Bye-bye. Take care.
2: Bye, guys. Thanks
3: so much for having me. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders,
3: including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.